Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to another episode of May Contain Trace of Soy, the podcast all about surviving and thriving on a plant-based, zero-waste lifestyle. I'm your host, Rochelle. Thank you for joining us today. If you're new around here, just click that subscribe button. If you're on iTunes today, please go ahead and leave us a little review or rating. We really love to hear what you guys think about the podcast. Um, and if you want to have a chat with us, head over to Instagram or Facebook. We are May Contain Trace of Soy on both accounts. This is our fourth episode and the third week since going live with the podcast. I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all the listeners who've joined us in those three weeks. I am blown away, guys. I really appreciate that you're taking the time to listen to the podcast, and I just want to take the time to say thank you. I'm based in Brisbane, Australia, in case you couldn't tell by my accent, and we have listeners joining us from Mountain View, California, from Ontario and Canada, from Copenhagen in um, Denmark. Uh, Golden Gate, Florida, Alaska, Boardman, Oregon, Pittsfield, Massachusetts, and all over Australia. And I just wanted to give you guys a shout out and say, I am so thankful that you're listening. I'd love to have a chat with you about the podcast. So if you want to, please hit me up on Instagram. I always respond on that page. Um, and thank you because podcasting is free art and there really wouldn't be much point in doing it if you weren't listening. So thanks guys. Today we are going to be doing another bite-sized episode. This time we're going into my top five zero-waste tips. Now, obviously there are some tips that we all know, stuff like getting your own coffee cup, like your take-home coffee cup that you can take out with you, having a zero-waste kit, you know, um, bringing your reusable water bottle, your reusable containers, reusable cutlery. We all know those tips and they're good ones, but I want to give you five tips here that are not going to cost you anything and that are going to help you to reframe your thinking. I'm going to include a link to the article that I wrote about this. And in that article, there will be links to lots of great resources, zero waste projects. Um, I'm going to put that in the show notes. So definitely check that out as well. So we all know by now what the zero waste movement is about with the increasing strain on our environment and on the waste management systems, people are trying to reduce the waste that they produce. Uh, here in Australia, for example, we currently put 40% of our waste into landfills. That is obviously just way too much. Um, Australians produce 540 kilos of household waste per person each year. That's more than 10 kilos for every single person every single week. 
in the year um, to date from June 2016 to 2017, um, Australia had generated an estimated 67 million tonnes of waste. That's crazy. Uh, the other thing that really concerns the zero waste movement is to do with the plastics that are going into the ocean. So every minute, one garbage truck full of plastic is dumped into the ocean. And if we don't change what we're doing, by 2050, they estimate that there's going to be more plastic by weight in the ocean than there will be fish. So that's insane. That's 30 years from now, guys. It's not that far away. We could be in a place where there's more plastic swimming in the ocean than there are fish. That's just not okay. We can't do that. So that is the motivation for a lot of people to move towards the zero waste movement. But I think what puts people off is the wording. Of course, the concept of going zero waste is intimidating. It seems absolute because zero means nothing. And of course, that's next to impossible to produce zero waste. Uh, I'm not zero waste. I'm trying to be more zero waste, but I view it more as a journey than a destination. I don't know that um, anyone can be 100% zero waste. I think that's a really hard thing to get to. But what concerns me is that you hear a lot of people talking about this and saying, well, look, I can't do that. That's too hard because I know that I'd never be 100% there. I don't think it matters that you never get 100% there. I think what matters is that you try. I think that all the little changes that we make, they make a difference. You know, small changes have big effects and it's important that we all do what little bit we can. I think everyone doing this imperfectly has a greater effect than a small number of people doing it perfectly. So I'm all on board with people making whatever effort they can. And that is partly what I want to talk about today is looking at how the little changes that we can make can have a big impact over time. I would like to really sort of talk to you about retraining your thinking, resetting your, you know, your brain on certain things. Um, because it's, it doesn't just have to be about the products and practices you put into place. It's also about how you change your thinking so that you're producing less waste in general. So let's get right into it. I've got my top five tips for you. My top five tips for beginners to start out in zero waste lifestyle. Tip number one, start slowly. Going from your regular lifestyle to trying to be more zero waste is not going to happen overnight. You're going to have to give yourself time to slowly adopt new practices. A lot of people get all gung-ho about this. They throw out all of their cleaning products and plastic toothbrushes and go and spend hundreds of dollars getting the zero waste alternatives. But going too hard too fast is going to leave you feeling burnt out. Instead, make a list of five to 10 switches that you want to make over the next six months. And as those products run out and those items get used up, switch to the more eco-friendly item. So when your shampoo is used up, switch to a shampoo bar. When your toothbrush needs replacing, get a bamboo toothbrush. It's less wasteful to use up what you have and, you know, then to throw it out and then buy more eco-friendly products. The reality is you've got this item now in your home. It is going to the landfill one day. That is where you're at. It is already, this waste already exists. Um, so, you know, you should get as much use out of it as possible before you switch over to the green alternative because it's there now. So, you know, throwing it out does not like make it disappear. It's still going to the landfill. So yes, use up what you've got first and then slowly switch out to more eco-friendly products. Tip number two, get growing. You can grow back a lot of your produce from scraps, okay? You can grow back cos lettuce, you can grow back potatoes, shallots, strawberries, 
anything that you can grow back, you should give it a go. In the article, I will put a link to all of the stuff that can be grown from your kitchen scraps, but also think about growing your own herbs. Grow anything that you have room to grow and that you can eat. The more produce that you grow for yourself, the less waste that you are producing by buying that. The less carbon miles your food has and the better it is for the earth. So just get growing, guys. Grow whatever you can. I've only got two square meters of space on my balcony and we don't get direct sunlight, so I have to rotate my plants in and out. But in that small amount of space um, with, you know, our table and chairs and stuff, I've also got shallots that I've grown back. I've got parsley, I've got rosemary, um, mint, basil. So you can grow quite a bit of stuff at home and it's definitely worth doing. Okay, tip number three, remember your three R's. So the three R's are reduce, reuse, and recycle. But that means you need to think about in that order, starting with reducing what you buy to begin with. Really take the time to consider and vet all items that you are bringing into your home. Do you have something that can already perform that function or that's in the, the same vein? And if you don't, then when you buy a new item, buy something that is multi-purpose. If you have a blender, you don't need a food processor. It's more or less the same thing as an example. Reuse. So reuse before throwing something out, before re-gifting it to a friend. Think about ways that you can reuse an item and give it new life. Old t-shirts can be turned into grocery bags or dish rags. Old jars can be reused for bulk buying your dry goods or storing homemade food or beauty products. Even as gifting vessels for Christmas presents, I like to make bath bombs and vegan cookies and gift them in recycled jars at Christmas time. So just think about reusing that, that stuff before you recycle it. And then finally, recycle. If you're going to recycle, you need to do that properly. And a lot of us are not aware um, that when you recycle, there are certain things that you have to do. So if you're recycling something, you actually need to clean it out first. You need to remove the lid. Um, if you're recycling a tissue box, for example, you need to remove the soft plastic um, because, yeah, that's a different type of recycling to the cardboard. And if you're recycling something that has a plastic ring from a bottle, always cut that first because if it does escape the recycling process, it can harm marine life. So I will put a link in that article that I'm putting in the show notes to how to recycle properly. Um, this one will be for Australia because that's where I am. But you do a quick Google if you don't live here because it is different for each place and you want to know how to recycle properly so that stuff actually can be recycled. Tip number four, pick naked products. Look for soap bars, shampoo bars, conditioner bars, moisturizer bars. Find your favorite ethical brands such as Biome and Lush because money talks and the more support we throw behind ethical companies, the more companies get the message and move towards a more eco-friendly trend. So when you purchase produce, try doing it from the farmer's market. Make sure that you buy what's in season and local, forego the plastic bag if you like to keep your produce separated, use knitted grocery bags or cloth bags. Um, when you're buying products that come in packaging, look for recyclable packaging. If you can't bulk buy it, then buy it in a glass jar or a cardboard box. Look for the minimum amount of packaging that you can and buy larger amounts of things so that there's less packaging. If you know that you're going to you know, eat more rice, don't get a 500 gram bag of rice. Get you know, a kilo, two kilos 
Um, just think about that buying in bulk, even when you're not bulk buying from bulk bins, it still makes a difference because there's less packaging and you're doing the one sort of purchase as opposed to five purchases, five plastic containers over, you know, one is a lot better. Tip number five, start composting. If you're not already composting is hugely important because organic matter that is not composted is causing methane gases to build up in the atmosphere. And this is green waste, and it can be used to create nutrient-rich soil for your garden. If you're living in an apartment, you can put your scraps for composting in the freezer and visit a local community garden to compost. If you've got your own garden, then you can obviously do your composting in there. Uh, And, you know, if you don't, just hit up the local community gardens. There's even sometimes composting areas um, that aren't a part of the community gardens that you can just go and put your compost in. Um, So have a look at what's available in your city and find a way, if you can, to start composting. If composting isn't an option for you, think about making stuff out of your food scraps. So if you can't grow them back, maybe you can use them to make the vegetable stock that you put in your food, in your soups. Um, You can make a lot of stuff into vegetable stock. So just follow the same process, stick it in a jar in the freezer, and then when you're ready, boil it up and make stock. Um, There are just ways that you can switch around to reusing stuff. I think that too many of us sort of, we throw stuff out when we think, ah, you know, it's it's gone bad, I'm going to chuck it. You're better off to find a way to reuse it, even when it comes to food scraps. If there's a way around that, it just is a little bit less waste that you're putting out into the world. So I think whatever little ways that you can find to do these things, it really helps. It really makes a difference. You know, small changes do have a big effect in the world. The world will be so much better for it. So that was my top five tips for getting started um, with a zero waste lifestyle. Keep in mind that it is a long journey and I'm very much at the start of it, (laughs) as I'm sure a lot of other people are too. So I think whatever little things we can do, it's important to do them. I think that small changes make a big difference and I am all for supporting people at whatever level they're trying to reduce their waste or eat more plant-based because I think that it all makes a difference, you know. I think that sometimes we can get a little bit intense with our activism and shut people out if they're not 100% on board with us. That's really not helpful, guys. I think that it's so much better to support everyone wherever they're at in their journey. You were there one time, you know, and you're somewhere else now. Maybe they can get there with a bit of support and a bit of love. So anytime someone makes any small effort to be more zero waste, more eco-friendly, even if someone is not vegan, even if they, you know, eat meat and they don't plan to ever become vegan, if they choose a vegan meal once or twice a week, that is one more meal that is better for the world, better for them, better for the environment, better for the animals. Um, I'm all for accepting people at all levels. Um, So I think that we all need to keep that in mind. Uh, Thank you for joining us today. It's been a really great episode, really interesting. Um, I really like doing the research for these. It's been really fun doing it. So yeah, I really appreciate having you guys along to listen today and we will be back next week with another episode. Uh, We will catch you then. Also, if you are interested in having any questions answered, just hit me up on Instagram. I'm going to start doing shout outs where I answer your questions. So just come at me with whatever you got and we will, we'll have a chat about it. I'll put it up on the next episode. All right. Thanks for being here, guys. And we'll catch you next week.